Hey guys, before we get started with this episode, we wanted to talk to you about one of our sponsors, BetterHelp.com. We are all stressed out and unhappy. <laughs> What's standing between you and happiness? Is it you? Are your own feelings a roadblock preventing you from achieving your goals? Yes, all the time. I am often um, <laughs> sitting in paralysis thinking about all the things I have to do and then I never do them. Have you thought about talking to someone but you're uncertain or unsure of where to start? BetterHelp.com online counseling is there for you. Lindsay and I always talk about how everybody can benefit from therapy. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed professional counselor, caring professionals specializing in the issues that you want to talk about. We got big hitters like depression, stress and anxiety, trauma, grief, self-esteem, and others. Connect with your counselor in a safe and private environment. Get help at your own time and at your own pace. Schedule secure video and phone sessions or text your therapist, all included worldwide, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. And for Teen Creeps listeners, you get 10% off your first month with discount code TEENCREEPS. If you've been wanting to talk, get started today. Go to betterhelp.com slash teencreeps. Simply fill out the questionnaire to help them assess your needs. And then you get matched with a counselor you'll love, one that you can always change. That's betterhelp.com slash teencreeps. Promo code teencreeps. And now, on with the show. Forever. Dog. It's a dress to die for. This week on the podcast. Lal Litka's prom dress. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA Pulp Fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And we are discussing Prom Dress by Lyle. Lyle? Lyle? Here we go. I just Googled it. How to pronounce. Lyle. Either Lyle or Lyle. 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 It's, it's how, how like Old Testament do you want to be about it? Well, I think Cause it would this be Lyle. is either like, this seems like Scandinavian mm. or German. Litka. Litka. Uh, we definitely need to know this before we get started. Litka. Hey guys, welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses why. <laughs> I'll just restart before we have this conversation. Perfect. Um, we read Prom Dress by Lael Litka. Mm-hmm. Um, What'd you think? I was just going to ask you that. Uh... I found I have it. Many, I have like parallel conflicting opinions. Yeah. Here's the thing. I found it interesting. Like, I was interested the entire time. Yes. Me too. Um, at the same time, I was bored. Yes. Me too. <laughs> the whole time, I was like, I want to know what happens, but I'm not interested in what's happening right now. It's also like none of the characters are two dimensional and yet have very fleshed out lives and inner and inner monologues. <laughs> Yeah. Like, how is that possible? Also, I was like, I know, okay, wait, this book was, uh, was pr- uh, I was going to say produced. That's 1989. Sad. Okay. So I guess that kind of tracks as far I as like their seven. wants. Because mm-hmm. like all of these women. They're pretty basic ladies. They, they're like, like, my my mark, my divinity school mark wants to see me as as proper as and full of an an integrist. Were you like super worried when she went to that party at the divinity school guy's house? Yes. Or the boss. I was afraid and the dress it was kept getting be, tighter. Yeah, I, I thought it, she was gonna bust out. I thought it was gonna. 
I know it would never happen in a book like this. Uh huh. But I did think like, oh, this is like, like sex cult territory to me. I just got nervous about the guy who was hitting on her. Oh, I thought yes. I thought the whole thing because her her driving need is to seem modest and like she uh, fits the part of a minister's wife. Mm-hmm. And the dress makes anybody who wears it look drop dead gorgeous. Even though if you look at the dress on the cover of the book, you're like, let me tell you, never in a million years <laughs> would I even touch this dress. This is a let dress. alone want to wear it. This is first of all. OK, this is a dress that. Uh, Auntie Souffle would give to me. She would I give believe this as a gift. That she, she would wear this. Was born, went to prom, and got married in that dress, and died, and is a walking corpse in this dress, and wears it to this day. Yes, her ghost still wears it. This okay, is the dress that a ghost let's ask wears. Alec and Sankita. Okay. Do you love this dress? No. Do you want to wear this dress? Yeah, they no, don't want to so wear this dress. The, there's like yeah. confusion. It's, it's very so matronly. matronly. And here's the thing. So like the the first girl's like, I want to be hot for my boyfriend because my legs, he likes my legs. Are da bomb. My legs are so good. Um, <laughs> there was, it, it did have kind of like this kind of leering way of writing about her when, when she was like, um, you know, uh, what the fuck is her name? Uh, no. Robin. Robin. There were uh, how many? The other girl was Felicia. It was. And then the last girl, girl, Nicole. Made by Rowena, worn by Catherine, worn by Robin, taken by Felicia, taken by Nicole, taken by Gabby. Oh, okay. The Gabby situation I is was like, very oh, stressful. <laughs> it is, <it> was, <laughs> I was intensely stressed by the Gabby situation. I was most stressed by the Nicole situation with her teacher. Oh, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay, no, there is a lot of really bad. <laughs> so, like, when you put there on the dress, some, there are some age gaps that made me nervous. Yes, it. When you put on the dress, you become the irresistible. Alluring. You're alluring. You're beautiful. You're like you're just your best self. You're until what a, you're not. Yeah, you're whatever you want to be until you like until begin you're having a panic attack. It's it's a real monkey's paw. Or like, be careful what you wish for, mm-hmm. because whatever you wish for, uh, it will um, actively curse that wish. Yes. Like, it, it, it is monkey's paw. It's like, you get mm-hmm. the wish, but like, you didn't want it this way. Yeah. So, okay. So the first girl to like, wear it in oh, this timeline. Read the back of the book. No one who wears the dress is ever the same again. Robin is too poor. Robin's too <laughs> ever pure. Ever the same again. Robin's too pure. She's pure. She's very poor. To buy a new dress for the prom. Then multiple she... pores. Yeah, there's a lot of poor people in this book. Uh, ew. 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 Oh. Honestly, I hated that. Honestly, that was the like, scariest part. I was like, ew, bathe me in Evian now. I cannot stand it. Oh my God, I have to drink this face lotion that has gold flecks in it. Microcurrent in my butt. Microcurrent my butt. I want to go get a microcurrent on my face. I do not know what that is. Oh, so it's a facial. Um, and they like slather your face in ultrasound shit. And then they like electrify Hot. your face. Nice. And then you come out like your face is like <laughs> full flexed and you have like a Mona Lisa hairline afterwards. I'm going to look so hot. <laughs> <laughs> so what's really in right now is looking like, like Mona Lisa. Like you're an electrified person wearing a wig. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to do it and I'm you're going to be like, "Wow, you look literally like a different person." 
And I'm like, thank God. <laughs> okay. Ramen's too poor to buy a new dress for the prom. And she finds a perfect, beautiful dress in the attic of her mysterious employer's house. She borrows it to wear it to the prom and dances into her worst nightmare. Then Felicia finds the dress. The price she pays, first of all, she doesn't find it. She steals it, but whatever. The price she pays for wearing it. She finds it it and then she steals it. (laughs) The price she pays for wearing it is more than any girl should pay. Again, this is a full woman. True. But Nicole is too smart to be caught by the dress, isn't she? Poor Nicole. Poor. Not, well, she, poor Nicole and also poor Nicole. Yeah, she's poor and pure. Pure. Um, And then there's Gabrielle, Robin's little sister. Did she find the dress or did the dress find Gabrielle? Can anyone stop the fatal attraction of the, hold on, there's a sticker. I'm gonna say prom dress. Okay, no, the thing I was missing was an ellipsis. Yep. Fatal attraction of the dot, dot, dot. Prom dress. Titular line. Man, this this dress cannot stop finding bitches. Listen, so the first girl in, like, I guess our timeline that gets it, like, in the present time. Yeah. Is Robin. Mm-hmm. She's got a boyfriend. His she, name's Tyler. He's the best. He's Everybody wants him. so rich. Everyone wants he's him. He's so rich. He's, like, he's so rich. Like, when you look at his face, you're like, oh, that boy is so handsomely rich also robin is so poor like the house they live in was inherited like Like, not bought nightmare they keep saying that nightmare she's like nobody knows that the house we live in was an inheritance and i'm like that's still yours it's still yours i did get really defensive though when kids at school would be like oh Lindsay's rich she lives in the like two-story white house on the corner and blah 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 it's a big house so she's rich I was like, um, hi, my single mother and me and my sister live there supported by my grandmother. It's my grandmother's house. Therefore, I am not rich, even though what that meant, like I was also fully raised with my grandma's money and the house. Yeah. <laughs> you don't really get it like, when you're a kid. Look, I don't want you to think that everything just like fell into my lap, except that it did. <laughs> Robin is poor. She um, uh, is like, I need to get, first of all, okay, we need to talk about her dance performance. Of 20s dances? Of that Charleston. gets her a college scholarship? Yes. Yes. <laughs> the, the dance. I know, I know the most common thing I heard about, the way like almost every girl I went to high school with actually did get a dance scholarship to college was that their very small dance school where they'd been taking tap since they were three Mm -hmm. had um, a secret shopper come to their... uh, Wait, is this real? No. Oh. (laughs) I'm making fun of... Dang, I was like, wow. (laughs) That's crazy. That's exactly what happened in this book. This is crazy. No, who... No, it's crazy. Like, what college, like, dance recruiters are like, let's check out this very small dance school for girls and teens. Yeah. And, like, let's make sure that they do a dance that, like, really shows their creativity. Like, overall and, like, skill. And, like, overall skill. The Charleston. Like, we want to see that they could do contemporary, maybe some jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what area? Like, hip-hop. Um, uh, ballet. So the uh, best way to get a read on this is can they do the Charleston? And also, like, this was the other thing that, I mean, I guess. Like, you are, you go to the school and audition. Whoa, I'm having crazy deja vu right now. Have we talked about this? 
Help! Have we talked about you know this? what I read that uh, deja vu is a huge part of certain types of epileptic seizures? Cool. Great. They're called absence seizures. And okay. you experience deja right. vu and then you just like lose time for like 20 seconds. You don't know you're having mm. a seizure. You just like blank out. So to other people, they're like, hello, earth to this Kelly. Would, this would explain our like extended dead air. Um, no, I also read that deja vu is... I don't understand it because we have absence seizures at the exact same time. Oh, that's the thing. Well, we're, we've been <laughs> podcasting for so are. long, our cycles have lined our up. Cycles. Our epileptic cycles. Um... I would say that also I, I read that um, that uh, deja vu is also like just that you're so tired that your brain like registers what's happening after you've experienced it. So it feels like a memory. Yeah. But you're just like very tired, which <laughs> I am very tired. So like what you think is magic is just that you're very tired. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, all of you fucking religious people out there, you're, you're just, just very t- tired. <laughs> you think that you have Jesus's love, but you're just very sleepy. <laughs> Listen, we love all of you that love Jesus. I'm happy that you have Jesus in your life. We're not Jesus making fun of life. religion. I'm not making, we're fun, making religion. fun of the we're, game. We're this stupid. Is the game. Look, the we're joke trained is on us. improvisers. We're trained. We're just following the fun. <laughs> And the fun might be dismissing an entire group of people. That might be no, it. It's making a joke. We're joking. <laughs> We're just joking. Listen, I hope that all of you find happiness in whatever path you take. Um, so, yeah. Th- th- so they do the Charleston. And, oh, there's an agent there. There's like a headhunter A dance there. agent. A dance agent. And for college. Like, for college. <laughs> a college dance agent. Hi, I'm Shelly Stanson, college <laughs> dance agent. I only picked the best of the best, and I need you to see you Charleston right now. <laughs> and if you're wearing authentic costumes, then you're in. That's what I was going to say. So they do this dance contest at her school. Is she on the dance team at school? No. It's a private. It's, it's a private. private dance. Okay, then that would explain school. why they don't have costumes. For all I know that the, the, this does happen, but it sounds ridiculous. Like the same yeah. place I could have started taking tap when I was three years old. Like, and I might get a college scholarship here with a 1920s. Here's the thing. I took dance uh tap jazz ballet and hip-hop uh from when i was three to when i was about 16 listen i might have been terrible and this you is why done everything uh no not so much sports oh i just realized i've been turning the volume down on the wrong headphones this whole time you've been turning it down for the engineers this what? is and they haven't said why anything said because anything? they're professional Lindsay. oh it's because i'm the talent I'm the, the talent, talent, and the talent's right. Yeah. Any more boxed water? <laughs> <laughs> I have been like going insane. <laughs> like I'm talking, but then every now also, and then like, I'll take it down. Seeing, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I was seeing how low you had it, and I was like, damn, Lindsay's ears are so. <laughs> I was like, I guess it's the new box. <laughs> What's going on? How, where uh, do you guys want it? Say when. Just let them do it. <laughs> I'll just put it back where it was. There yeah, we go. That's good. That's good. Um, I I haven't I'm done so sports, hot. though. I'm really hot. Here's the thing. I'm really hot, and I was very cold outside. Yeah, I forgot that this studio is only ever hot and not what the weather is. I am okay. Don't freak out. I'm gonna. I took off my shoes already. <gasps> I'm gonna take off my socks. Maybe is that like crazy? I don't know. Ask everybody else in the room. I'm fine with it. Okay, raise your hand if you're fine with it. We oh got my god. No one else. <laughs> 
god. Oh uh, nope. Sorry, no, no. you don't get a I'm second gonna, vote. Oh, I'm so hot though. That's okay. Honestly, here's the thing. And as I was putting on my outfit, I was like, "Don't do this, Kelly." I'm wearing a uh, like uh, warm mm-hmm. mock turtleneck top. Yes. Sw- sweats joggers. And then I'm wearing tall socks, which I don't think I sh- should do. Tall socks. Because it's so, my calves get out of, t- are at a temperature unbeknownst <laughs> to me prior to this moment. They're so warm. Um, did you ever do dance? No. I, did, I didn't do sports, though. I think I was of a self-fulfilling prophecy, which is that I had health problems and was told that my scoliosis and Arnold carry malformation meant I was going to be very uncoordinated. Mm. And I heard that and went, got it, never going to try. I don't think you're that uncoordinated, though. Thank you. I think you're pretty um, graceful. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, I don't know what you're basing this on. Here's but thank thing. you. I just took off my socks. <gasps> I hope that everyone's okay with it. My feet are clean. I just, I recently showered. I truly don't care. And I clean Everything's my, fine. my feet. It's fine. Okay. Um... Just because things are going to get very strange. Here's one of my favorite parts of you. What? When, so with all the craziness that's going on, Mm -hmm. she goes, are you wearing a turtleneck? (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so you finished it, right? Yes. Here's what I'll tell you. Uh Uh-huh. I'm not really interested in watching the second season. I I will. I will definitely watch the first episode, but I... I feel like we shouldn't say anything because it hasn't been that long no, since no, it started no, no. to become like, like hitting the Twitter verse. Mm-hmm. So I won't say anything else. But um, yeah, I don't. I'm not immediately grabbed to watch it, but I will. Yeah. I, I know will. I will. I will. I here's here's just what I'll say mm-hmm. in regards to the stalking because everyone knows it's about stalking, or they should, and they yeah. they will within moments. That's yeah. not a giveaway. I will say that this show is so worth watching just for the vast difference between his star moments of stalking and his like very bad moves. Yeah. Sto- like sometimes he is a very bad stalker where you're just like, what are you do? Do not do this. That the one maybe cra- probably craziest episode. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, no, no. <laughs> the, there was one moment where what? I just kept screaming don't pass out. It was a crit fail. I was like, what are you doing? Get out. Get. I can't have you being. No, there. I can't have this. I cannot stand this. This cannot go on. I cannot abide. Yeah. So I have enjoyed. I ha- I haven't live tweeted it, except that I have. But I've been doing it been entirely without context. Very coy, yeah. And only two things. Yeah. I'll just say that. Yeah. And it, oh, involving the same character thing which is yeah. cool i i loved that show it was i was constantly screaming about how dumb I, everything was i mentioned it on the podcast and i think i called it the wrong thing what'd you call but it? i was talking about it um because i read i came across the pilot script and then i said i watched an episode and it was a lifetime show it was a lifetime show but nobody had heard of it yet I just wanted mm. credit for having heard oh, of it before others. You did, and I'm proud and I of you. Did not expect it to take off, and then I saw it was on Netflix, and then all of a sudden, every was everyone was talking about it on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, I loved it. It it's just it's like fun. the best kind of trash. Yeah, I loved it. Um, but yeah, watch it for yeah. the star moments anyway. and the very bad moments. Yeah, it feels like too early to yeah. start a spoiling. Yes. Um, 
uh, so, dance. Dance. Um, oh, right. So Robin is a dancer. Her future is going to be dancing. She puts on this prom dress. She's so fucking hot that her prom date's dad is like, hey, I'll take you to the dance, which I was like, ew. Why does that happen at every turn? Mm, yeah. it's Men are inappropriate about this dress at every turn. Yeah, and the girls love it. It was a different time. <laughs> it, was, it was a different uh, time. I, it was a worse time. Well, different. <laughs> You just can't really hold well, them by today's I standards, mean, you know. To each her own. I mean, some of us wish to return. I mean, some of us always want anybody to be hitting on us, no matter their age. <laughs> or if I want them to. Yeah. Hey guys, it's Kelly. Wanted to take a quick break from the show to talk to you about one of our sponsors, Stitch Fix. Do you want to try new clothes, try new styles, but you're too scared to make the decision on your own? Do you want to be a fancy pants that uses a personal styling service? Enter Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service that finds and delivers clothes, shoes, and accessories to fit your body, budget, and lifestyle. All you have to do is go to stitchfix.com slash teencreeps and tell them your sizes, what styles you like, and how much you want to spend on each item. The quiz is super fun. I basically got to let them know that I am more of a pants and tops girl, but sometimes I'll wear a dress, but I also don't really wear heels very much, but I might wear heels. On top of that, I got to tell them that I wear a lot of uh, casual, comfortable clothes and not very much business cash, but I wanted a little bit of glim glam sometimes. After you take your quiz, you're paired with your very own personal stylist who will hand-pick items to send right to your door. Next step, hand-feeding you grapes and fanning you with a big leaf. Then you try them on, you pay only for what you love, and you return the rest. Shipping exchanges and returns are always free. There's no subscription required. You can sign up to receive scheduled shipments or get your fix whenever you want. And on top of that, Stitch Fix's styling fee is only 20 bucks which is then applied towards anything you keep from your shipment. So get your booty started now at stitchfix.com slash teencreeps. And you'll get an extra 25% off when you keep all the items in your box. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-F-I-X dot com slash teencreeps to get started today. Stitchfix.com slash teencreeps. And now back to the show. Um... So the first the first uh, girl that wears it, she everything goes great. Oh, she looks so beautiful. The dad is like, she's so hot. Um, if you want me to take you to prom instead, I can. Or something and then like he's that. like, I'm gonna get you guys a limo for prom and reservations at this like fancy restaurant. And she's mm-hmm. like, but I'm a poor. What'll I do? And oh, that's right. when she gets because so she tries she. She wears two non-cursed dresses first from the same woman. One non-cursed dress. The one, other is for her friend Cynthia. Cynthia, which I thought Cynthia was going to be a bigger thing. She's Cynthia not. is never there. She's never there. Cynthia. Cynthia. Um, so it's there's these three dresses. One is black, one is red, and one is uh, like, I want to say it's like Audrina's chameleon hair. It's like peachy, but then also like changes like the highlights based on who wears it. Like, oh, it's only ever described as like a, a cream colored. But I, what I mean it is changes that it, like it who's brings wearing out. It. Yeah. yeah, it, it brings out. Oh, I thought whatever it could only bring should out. be brought out mm-hmm. in somebody's skin and eyes and yeah. hair gets brought out. Yeah, yeah, it's like a magical dress. It's a magical cursed dress. Um, and so her 
uh, her employer that she works for is she basically is like this caretaker for this woman who she's like a companion yeah yeah she does like companion stuff like you know in little women how amy acts as a companion to grandma march (laughs) it's like that it's like that yeah what is this woman's name miss catherine Mm mm-hmm to Miss Catherine and Miss Catherine's like, listen, uh, I've got some dresses that like you you should just wear one for the for the um, show, even for your though, dance show. Like they say, they say again and again, like Miss Catherine is so temperamental. One day she's really nice, the next she's not. Who know? I can't ask her because who knows if she's going to give it to me. And then all we see of Miss Catherine is that she is the nicest. Yeah, she's the nicest until she's not. She's the nicest because it turns out she's evil. Yes. Yes. So she's like, oh, um, you should wear these this dress. And she's like, oh, my God. And also she's like, do not touch the like other the white dress in there. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I won't. And I get that it's an evil dress and it draws you. But the way that she like whines and wheedles Miss Catherine <laughs> to like get her to let her borrow the dress is unacceptable. It's really weird. Yeah. But yeah, it's out of her control. It is out of her control. But she's like, please, 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 please. please, 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 please I'm going to have it. I'm going to take the I'm going to take the I'll bring them back. <laughs> Fine. And Miss Catherine's like, anything but that dress. Then she finds out that she has a sister, that Miss Catherine has a sister named Rowena, who is criminally insane, who had a uh, birthmark and was a, like quote unquote disfiguring birthmark. Which I was like, no. I was like, I bet it's just a freaking birthmark. Yeah, I bet it's, it's probably just, just like, a birthmark. Like, did you see Ready Player One? No. I saw the preview and thought, that's okay. Yeah. For me to not. Yeah. Well, I've complained about the book before because I think we have. It, yeah. We have complained about that book. Um, I, I assume the movie's a similar vibe. Yeah. I, well, I mean, the the movie is a very faithful adaptation of the book while making it uninteresting great it's just kind of boring yeah it's not offensive or anything Mm. but they so they have these avatars in the gaming world Mm -hmm. that can look like however they want to look and and then the the love interest girl is like you wouldn't like me in the real world i don't look like this and then of course in the real world she's like fucking gorgeous she's just like super cute but has a big red birthmark on the side Mm -hmm. of her face it's like okay this doesn't make you not gorgeous so like shut up yeah i wonder if it was like more of a because i remember people like referring to that as like a disfigurement more like in the past so i wonder if it's just like like times have changed yeah people were like shittier back then maybe i mean they were i mean i can see getting made of made fun of or it's just calling it disfiguring yes because it doesn't seem like it could possibly be like what if she just had like a hairy mole yeah (laughs) or what if she just Just had like like, oh mole (laughs) oh i had that thing removed the and then miss catherine has like an identical like Scar also. Here's what doesn't make sense. Is that her quote unquote scar is a scar. That it turned out, because it's Rowena, and it turned out she cut out her birthmark so that she could take Catherine's life. But the reason Catherine was scarred is because Rowena threw acid at her face. Mm -hmm. And that's not just like, oh, a scar that can be replicated by cutting. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> it's acid. It's acid. Have you seen Crazy Love? What is that movie? It's a documentary. Oh, no. I was like, Crazy Heart? Is it Crazy Love? Jeff yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, maybe crazy it's not. Crazy Beautiful with Kirsten Dunst? Love is crazy. Oh, God. A best-selling Christian, but what? <laughs> Hold on. No, 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 no. What is that? Uh, it's okay. So I feel like listeners are probably screaming at me. It's it's where this woman, um, do you know, Alec? Uh, it's where this woman, like, um, it, it tells the story of this woman who uh, was really beautiful and she had this, like, obsessive boyfriend who then like when she was like let's not see each other again he was classic if I can't have you no one will and throws acid in her face <sighs> and it blinded her because it was like in her eyes and she like breathed in when she oh, like got it so it was like very bad. horrifying um, maybe it's like love is crazy or crazy in love or something like that that's a Beyonce song Kelly oh that's what that song's about oh <laughs> Wow, the lyrics really make sense now. Oh, the woman who, uh, the woman who, it is crazy love. It is crazy love. Why did you tell her it wasn't, Alec? No, he, he was like, do not fucking say this shit. Uh, she actually uh, died in 2013. Mm. Um, but if you want, I, I can either give a spoiler or mm. not. What should I do? Well, about what ends up, up happening just with to her talk life. about. Well, because I thought about the acid it? thing. Oh, I was just wondering, like, did you really want to say what the deal was or did you have like another? I did want to tell. I, I guess I did want to. Yeah, I wanted to say what the deal was. Well, if you don't want to hear it, hit skip a bit. And yeah. Then Kelly can tell us. OK. She ends up marrying him. <gasps> Shut up. Yeah. I hope they're coming back just at this part. <sighs> I know. It's That's so upsetting. wild. And when I watched it. Everyone, you know, when I was reading about it, people were saying, like, don't know anything about it when you go in. And so I didn't know that she gets back together with him. And I was like, what in the goddamn hell is this kind of nonsense? Yeah. She ends up getting back together with him. Wow. Yeah. He hired three men to throw acid in her face. That's <gasps> I have heard of this. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that, though. Yeah. But I have heard of it. Yeah. What year? When did it happen? Or when did the When did it happen? Um... Let's see. Three men? Why did three men have to do it? Well, they had to <laughs> One had take to turns hold holding it. it. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Did you hear that joke? Uh, how many men does it take to throw acid in a girl's face? <laughs> Four. One to hire the other three. <laughs> it's really fucking funny. It's a really funny fucking joke that we love saying. In 1959. That was a really well-constructed punchline, though. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Good work. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Sorry, yeah. what year? 1959. Mm. Oh, that's sad. Ugh. 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 Yeah. Because she was like, oh, he's the only one that made me feel beautiful afterwards. And it's like, <gasps> dude, what? Oh, yeah. ouch. Messed up. Speaking Truly. of. You. That's not a. Why? Those aren't spoilers. I'm just saying. Obsessive. Yeah. No, obsessive. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, so the one of the one of the sisters was it that one sister threw acid in the other one's face? Is that what it was? Yeah, because she because Catherine stole Michael from Rowena. So the dress that Rowena had been making for herself for prom, thinking she was gonna go with Michael, she was when Michael then asked her sister, she was like, "Why don't you wear it? Curse the I dress! I was making it for me, but you should wear it." 
Did she have to curse the dress and throw the acid? That's my question. I feel like that's overkill. Um, maybe she didn't. Yes, she did. She had to do both. <laughs> I thought about me. it and there was no other way. There's no other way. Um, so she throws acid in her face. Uh, and, and then it's just like the dress is cursed forever. But it stays in the attic until uh, she fake tells Robin to go borrow two dresses for her dance I know. Recital. She's like, no matter what you like, do. Don't. <laughs> it Look may be beautiful and alluring. Um, so and I, I did a bunch of Googling trying to find something that fit that description that s- looked pretty as opposed to this monstrosity. Yeah. I think I found something. That is pretty? Well, it's the closest I could find. Okay, does it have a drop waist? I remember her mentioning a drop waist. I think. Or was that the other dress? This one. No, it does also have a okay. drop waist, I think. Um, but it's like high lacy collar, long lacy sleeves, mm-hmm. but then like folds and folds of lace. But it also yeah. shows their legs. Yeah, because her killer legs were showing. And it's a drop waist. Has a slit, maybe? It has like so much slit going on. and drop waist. This just seems I don't like think a, it has a like slit, a does it? Okay. Um, so this. Oh, that's pretty. Mm-hmm. I'll post these on That's Twitter. prettier than... What I this is much more of a wedding dress though. That is a weddingish dress. Um, oh, that's actually really pretty. So it could be like this, where it's like drop waist, but a bunch like it talks about a bunch of lacy folds. This is really pretty. I feel like maybe this is the look they were hoping for. Maybe, except it doesn't show leg. So I'm very confused because I was having a really hard time finding something with long sleeves, high collar. Yeah. That would look like demure, but prom ready and also appropriate for just like an academic decathlon dinner. Yeah, because honestly, I'm looking here and I'm seeing like mostly wedding dresses because I typed in drop waist, high neck, lace, long sleeve dress. I did the exact same thing. (laughs) I also typed in 1920s, though. Oh, that's good to know because I'm finding a lot of modern stuff. Oh, this is cool. Um, yeah. Because then a thing I found that, like, fits the drop waist and the, like, the many, like, folds mm-hmm. is this hideous thing. <laughs> it looks like a curtain or a lampshade. Yeah, no, it definitely, it looks oh, like. Oh, and then there's this one. Oh. Is that for under? Or is that for over? I think it's for over. Oh. Well, we'll post these on yeah. <laughs> on our Instagram, and you guys can vote for what your favorite one is. Um, so she so she gets she sneaks the dress out of Miss Catherine's place and wears it. Everyone thinks she looks hot. Um, she and goes then, to prom. Yeah, she's prom queen. Her and what's his name? Tyler. Mm-hmm. They walk up the stairs because the theme is stairway to no, not it, stairway. I to think heaven. it is stairway I, to the stars. I think they should not have allowed those children to be on that staircase. Yes. Yeah. Cause they go up a staircase. The staircase starts to like fall apart and the throne they were about to sit on falls on Robin's feet. Yeah. Breaking them into a billion pieces. Yeah. This is like classic, like Dr. Strange in his hands. Yeah. Dr. Like Strange. Dr. Stephen Strange. New York. I need these feet to dance. What are you talking about? Tony. I, his famous I've line, t- what are, are you, you talking, talking about, about Tony? Tony? I, I treasure my feet for my dancing abilities, and now I can't have them. 
yeah, I'm an asshole, but that's what I'm about. I had a scholarship. I had a scholarship. The dress needs to go back in the closet. Get rid of the dress. Is my dress okay? This is the only way that my dress work out. Is my dress okay? My dress. (laughs) I need to repair my dress. So she catches (laughs) the way that she falls off too. It's like she catches part of her lace on like a loose nail. Yeah. And then they're like, and like they keep hitting different railings of the well, it stairs? starts to like shake and entirely <laughs> fall apart. It literally just like, dissolves. Yeah. <laughs> and they fall like oh far, far, far away. Yeah, the both of them fall but are okay, except for Robin's feet, which get crushed by a throne. They do get crushed by a throne. It was heavily implied that like the stairs and the thrones were built by teens. Which should not have happened. <laughs> no. It should not have happened. They don't have the skill. No, they don't have the skill nor the desire. Um then she's like in the hospital, it's very sad. Well, she's getting like wheeled in. It's chaos. And she just keeps asking if the dress is okay. Is the dress okay? Is the dress okay? And Nurse Felicia sees her and is like, oh no, this poor girl and that beautiful dress. The second she sees that dress, she's like, I can see why she's worried about the dress. I'll, yeah. I'll take it off and not disturb it in any way. Yeah. Because everybody else is like, cut her out of it. Yeah. She's like, no, no, my dress. And then. They take it, they take her out of the dress. She puts it in the closet and Felicia fucking steals the dress. She cannot stop thinking about it. This grown woman. She can't have been, what do you think she is? I was like, oh, she's like 23, 24. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So her whole thing is that she's dating this man named Mark who is going to seminary school. Well, they kept saying divinity school and I wasn't sure what it was. And then when they were saying father so-and-so, I was like, oh. And she keeps saying, like, they're going to meet the deacon. And she, like, she needs to, like, fit the role of a minister's wife, I think. And the deacon wants to meet everyone's, like, prospective wives to make sure that, like, they're okay to bring into the church or something. Like, it was very. I think. I doubt that that's actually the situation. It probably is. But, like, she's viewing it that way because she's concerned about herself. She keeps saying, oh, this would be perfect because the only things I own aren't modest enough. Yeah, because here's the thing. She built. Oh, I just found this. (laughs) Oh, here's the thing. She has a perfect figure. A perfect figure that specifically gets said. Yeah, specifically perfect figure. So she's like worried about what to wear. It has to be a dress-up affair and the only fancy dresses she had were bare-backed or off-the-shoulder or spaghetti-strapped. What she needed was something sweet and demure, something like Robin Whitford's dress. Um, and she don't know Robin from the man in the moon. No. <laughs> they do not know each other. They do not know each other. She doesn't mention the dress to her. She just takes it, puts it on. First of all, she looks amazing. Everyone's well, like. There is that moment where she's like holding the dress up to herself and Robin sees and she's like, oh, you look so beautiful with your dark hair. And yes. Robin's thinking to herself like, oh, I thought it flattered me with my light hair and pale skin, but now it looks completely different when held up to her. Yeah. And that, now I remember that, like, Tyler asks Robin, what color is your dress? And she tells him. And then he shows up in a white tux or something. Yeah. So the two of them are wearing their white-ass outfits, being white, with their extremely light hair. They yeah. both have white hair. They look like she little She says she has dolls. super fair hair, and he has, like, sandy, yeah. like, the color the color of the wheat fields yeah. and such and such upon harvest. They look like So they thumbs. are just washed out. Yeah, yeah, terrible. It looks bad. Not good. They're like a couple of saltines walking yeah. around together. And she's like, 
we look beautiful. We look like, like we're blessed by the Lord and yeah. don't. And then Felicia puts it on. She looks amazing. Everyone's like, everyone at the divinity party is like, you look great. And it's at the, at Dean Goody's house, Gowdy's house. Yeah, he's the deacon. He's the deacon. So she's impressed the deacon's wife. This was definitely the craziest. This part steal is crazy. <laughs> it's fucking wild. So she's like, she's like, everything's going great. And she's like, my dress feels tight. Keeps going through the night. She's like, ah, it's feeling very tight. It's like every time someone compliments her, it feels tighter and tighter. And she truly is convinced that like it's going to rip at the seams and show some skin because mm-hmm. her whole thing is she wants to be seen as very modest and demure. Also, every time someone's like, oh, you look beautiful in that dress. She's like, do they know that I fucking stole this shit from a girl that was brought into the ER? Which is insane. Why would they know? Why would they know? Why would they know? Why would they know? So she's panicking. She's just like, she's so guilty. Because also, so with every second, she feels like everybody knows she's a a liar and a thief. Yeah. And that everybody's about to see her boobs. So her solution (laughs) is to pretend to choke on something. Yeah. Say that she spilled something on the dress. Then run out. Like book it upstairs. Sprint away. The wife of the the wife of the deacon is like, have a cough drop, which will help you after you almost choked, which I was like, that's not how that works. Make her throat feel better. I know. <laughs> and she's like, oh, thanks. And then the deacon's wife's like, oh, I don't see anything on your dress. And she's like, it must have been water. <laughs> So then the deacon's wife, she's like, I guess I'll leave you. How about just lay down a bit? I'm sure you'll feel better. And then she just like fully strips. (laughs) She takes off all of her clothes, (laughs) goes into the deacon's wife's closet, finds like a flannel and like like, a pair of jeans jeans and and a hat, hat. (laughs) like a baseball hat, tucks all her hair in the hat, accidentally grabs like pearls. Well, she grabs a blue oh, a bag, bag, stuffs the dress inside, and like climbs out the window climbs and the runs window, away. Runs away, gets on a bus, and is like, goodbye, my old life. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to start anew. I'm moving to Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> Farewell, everyone I ever knew and loved. <laughs> But like as she's running, the deacon's wife sees and, and is like, my blue bag. Yeah. <laughs> because it turns out she had a little pouch inside with jewels. Yeah, she had a little she had some leather pearls. pouch of pearls inside the blue bag that Felicia happened to take to stuff the dress into. She was like, I'm just going to return it. I'm yeah. just going to return everything. Bye. I'll figure it out later. She's like, I just have to get out right now. She's like, this dress is fucking evil. Yeah. So she runs away. She gets on the bus. She puts the bag underneath the seat. Then the bus stops and her husband and, Mark, and his friend. Well, her hopefully husband. Hopeful husband. Her uh, boyfriend, Mark. And the friend who and is a, hardcore hitting on her. Like so gross. Like touching her. Disgusting. Disgusting. Yeah. They come on and they're like, uh, what's going on? And she's like, I got kidnapped. She, like, the story she weaves is insane. She's like, she's like, I got kidnapped. It was a man. I was um, in was the hat. room. And I was, he made me take off the dress because I guess he could tell it was expensive. And he, and he, and then he saw the bag and they put the jewel or he saw there were jewels inside and then later when she's talking to the cop her story gets crazy she's like they're like well then why were you holding the bag and she's like um because he said it was like a lady's bag and that i should hold it because yeah, a lady because- would be holding the bag 
Okay, why why do you have you take your shoes off and put them in the bag? Because people so could hear people couldn't hear me. <laughs> and then they're, they're like, okay. She's fully barefoot. She's, she's barefoot. running around barefoot in <laughs> ill-fitting jeans and a like a flannel, performance fleece. And a baseball cap. <laughs> and a baseball cap. <laughs> a blue bag. <laughs> And then and she pays double fare and gets on the bus with no shoes. Oh yeah, and then she's like, "Oh, I paid double fare for him because he made me." And but he made sure he wasn't seen. But I definitely paid for him. And then they're like, "Okay, I guess that makes sense." And I think it like ends up okay for her. Well, she's not. No, it not in the end. What happens with the the well to be husband after? After Nicole ends up in the hospital because she found the dress on the bus, mm-hmm. when she's taken to the hospital, Felicia happens to be there working, sees that she found the dress, and now the police are questioning her because she was wearing the deacon's wife's jewels. Ah. Pearls. Pearls and jewels. Um, and know that they're going to have questions for Nicole when she wakes up, and she's like, this dress is evil. Clearly, like, it's... Like it got her too. It got Robin. It got me. It got Nicole. This dress is evil. Yeah. And then she puts two and two together that it went, it specifically went after the thing that was most important to the three of them. Yeah. With Robin, it was her dancing feet. With Felicia, it was her integrity and character. And with Nicole, it was her mind. Yeah. Because she gets bonked on the head by an Einstein bust. Okay. okay. So the issue The issue with okay. <laughs> so the, here's here's the story of Nicole. Yes. Nicole so, gets on the bus. Yes. Or is on the bus. Is on the bus. Finds the bag and is like, I'm keeping this. Because she sees the dress She's and the dry. dress is like talking to her too. So then she puts it on and she's like, finally, they'll see me as something else other than just a big old brain. Hopefully, uh, and hopefully he'll see me. And like the book is keeping it a yeah, secret because from it us. knows it's shameful. It, because it reveals it as a twist, and you're just like, oh man, I saw this coming a page ago. But yeah. Hey guys, wanted to take a quick break from the show to talk to you about our sponsor for this week's episode, BetterHelp.com. These teens in our books are always facing such traumatic issues. Are you feeling traumatized because your boyfriend might be a ghost? Are you having trouble unpacking the thoughts that you have about your best friend trying to steal your life? Are you a twin? Period. (laughs) What's standing between you and your happiness? It might be you. Are your own feelings a roadblock preventing you from achieving your goals? Have you thought about talking to someone but you're uncertain or unsure of where to start? BetterHelp.com online counseling is there for you. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with licensed professional counselors, caring professionals, specializing in the issues that you want to talk about. Depression, stress and anxiety, trauma, grief, self-esteem, ghost boyfriend, twin. Connect with your counselor in a safe and private environment. Get help at your own time and at your own pace. Schedule secure video and phone sessions or text your therapist, all included worldwide, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option, and for Teen Creeps listeners, you get 10% off your first month with discount code Teen Creeps. If you've been wanting to talk, get started today. Go to BetterHelp.com slash Teen Creeps. Simply fill out the questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love, one that you can always change. That's BetterHelp.com slash Teen Creeps. Promo code Teen Creeps. 
So she shows up and all the guys were like, boobies? They're all like freaked out. Yeah, for a dress that has waist up to the neck and down to the wrists. Yeah, everyone's like... People are like coming in their pants over this. Yeah, like it's like the floor is slippery. Like people are losing their goddamn minds over this dress. It, It makes... Every woman look like the most beautiful mm-hmm. woman in the room. Mm-hmm. So then, so like, because she had a crush on the decathlon coach. Yes, who's a teacher? Who and is a teacher? She's like, she's like oh. finally he'll see me as a woman instead of a high school girl. Okay, so this is like when she walks in, they're like, whoa. Uh, first, Brian like chokes. Well, it seems like Brian already liked her. Brian liked her. I'm sad for Brian. Me too. Especially because he gets fucking cuckolded by the teacher. <laughs> well, in the end, she only remembers Brian and not the teacher. So True. There we Nicole go. Who's really, the winner? Nicole dodged a bullet by getting bonked. Yeah, f- for sure. So Brian, like, sees her. He, like, chokes on what he's eating on because she looks so hot. And he's like, gosh, Nicole, uh... Walking like that tomorrow and we'll win the decathlon without ever saying a word. All the guys are laughing. Uh, they do some dumb banter. Um, and then... Some dumb non-banter. Oh, oh, Mr. Waring. I should have realized that he was gross to begin with. So she's like, oh my God, I can't believe they're all like fawning over me. And then he's like, Nicole, Nicole, you've taken our collective breath away. <laughs> we already knew that you were the brainiest girl in the room, but now we see that you're the most beautiful too. That is so inappropriate. I, and it only gets worse. It only gets worse. Because He's then... He's bad. He's bad news. She... Okay. So then she's like, dance time starts. Yes. Well, no, first dinner. And Mr. Waring... this fucking academic <laughs> decathlon? <laughs> it's being held. Like, pre-academic decathlon. Yeah. I mean, A, everyone is... It's an away game. They're yeah. all staying in a hotel. It is like a mid-priced hotel that yeah. Nicole, like both has the presence of mind to understand is not that fancy, but is still the fanciest, fanciest place she, a poor, has ever seen. Also, okay, so she's imagining it, right? Like it's this magical, like so gr- like graceful, yeah. wonderful, beautiful evening. This is an academic decathlon ball. Exactly. That's like, what I was going to say. They're having a ball. They're having a formal dinner. Like a dinner formal dinner ball. And dance. Yeah. Did this happen? I don't. Here's the thing. I was Let not on know. academic Tweeted decathlon. us when you were on academic decathlon, listeners. Yeah. Was there a pre-ball? <laughs> I will say I was in a similarly nerdy thing. I was in debate, mm-hmm. which was also. I mean, it was a different kind of nerdy than academic. I remember that's what they called it. Academic. Academic. Um, but it was nerdy. I'm going to tell you three things. One, that room smelled terrible. Whatever what? room all of those teens were in, smelled very bad. Two. All of the men are wearing like suits with the shoulders that go like all the way out. Like the the boys, the teenage uh-huh. boys, are not wearing suits that they're fit all them. wearing suits from the early nineties. Yes, they they are wearing like shoulder pad, like very wide, like Steve suits Harvey suits. Do not fit teens. No, I mean they do can, not buy suits that fit them. Yeah, they don't. An it average just doesn't teen. happen. Like movies, you know, famous ones, sure, but like. Famous teens don't count as teens. Exactly. They're not. So they're more adult than I am. I know. I real <laughs> I first realized this. Mm, oh, maybe it was on the podcast when we were talking about Forbidden Game. But I think it was when I was watching season two of Stranger Things. And I was like, 
the guy who plays Steve is cute. And then I realized I was like so much older than the guy who plays uh, Steve. And I was like, <gasps> Wait, how old is the guy that plays Steve? I just assume anybody famous is older than me. Actor, Steve, uh, Stranger Things. Okay, let's see. Uh, it's happened again with the kid from To All the Boys I Loved Before. Okay, so he's Noah Centineo. He's 26. That's not, that's young. Okay. But that's not, that's fine. I'm not the worst. No. No, no, no. Mm. Here's the thing. I'm he's 10 playing, years older he's than him. He's playing a high schooler. I am 10 years older than him. It's okay. It's okay. 36 to 26. What is it? What is the math you're supposed to do? Divided by two and add well, seven. Well, it doesn't count like for that? women. <laughs> as long as they're over 18, you're fine. Oh my God. Can but you imagine no. dating a 19 year old? Nightmare. <sighs> Nightmare. I couldn't. I just said I've said this before, but that's my foot. Yes. I I touched your shoe with my bare toe. I feel sorry for you because I'm wearing rain boots. (laughs) I feel sorry for you because my bare toe touched. It's behind rubber. I'm fine. It's true. It's true. Um, Um, My, I have a friend who is dating a 22 year old. 22? Yeah. That is. She's a year younger than me. Here's the thing. I feel like for me. I changed like that early 20s. Like I changed a lot every single year. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but he's famous. Doesn't count. If you're famous, you you're if you're famous. Legally an adult. You're always That's an disgusting. Adult. That is <laughs> disgusting. Oh my god. Take it back. Take, take it back. Take it back. Someone's gonna Nobody's isolate serious. that. Nobody's and serious. You're gonna be Nobody's serious tomorrow. Okay. Well, Alec, nice knowing you. Edit it out. Oh well. Our uh, Christmas gift to Alec was a pocket-sized um, chicken, or uh, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens. Yes. Yeah, he loves it. Alex is a teen. Alec he loves is a it. teen. Alex. <laughs> Alec is Alex a teen. Alex is a teen. Uh, the... <laughs> is this a fun bit? It's a fun bit. He loves it. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, so then, okay. So at the, at the ball, the... Teacher like fucking body checks a teenager out of the way to pull the chair out for her to sit. <sighs> so Mr. Waring. Mm-hmm. They have their dinner. Then they have like a little spat because her friend, do you remember this? Her friend Tanya? Yeah. Okay, so Tanya's like, um, wait for me. Uh, we can go in together. She pretends she doesn't hear Tanya and just leaves. Because she knows that she wants to make an entrance. Yes. Tanya's boyfriend says to Tanya. In front of everybody. Oh, well, it's a good thing that you didn't come in together because you wouldn't have wanted to walk in next to her. Yeah. It's and Tanya, bad. Like, it's, it's really bad. It's so bad. The dress is evil. Yeah, the dress is evil. It, it, it's Can so you bad. Imagine? He's like, because it, he says something like, because you wouldn't have wanted to walk in with her. And then he tries to save oh, it by... Yeah, he tries to backpedal with like, because I just mean like, if the two of you had walked in together, then every guy in the room would have dropped dead. Yep. <coughs> and then, so it keeps going. She keeps talking with Mr. Waring all dinner. Um, and so they're eating disgusting. chicken Kiev, which so is like disgusting. the most 80s thing to eat. Yeah. And then um, Mr. Waring keeps talking to her and Nicole, uh, Tanya doesn't look at her. Nicole says, or then Nicole's mind says, Nicole began to understand why some beautiful girls are not particularly well liked by other girls. And I was like, that's not why. She doesn't like you because you... You made a choice. You chose to ditch her. Yeah. And then you didn't stand up for her when her boyfriend was terrible. She 
kind of did. Does she? Or no, it's later when no. they're like, they're crediting her with like being so great on the team. And she's like, well, I couldn't do it without Tanya. Oh, God. Okay, this is what this is. What I know. Happened. I was about to read it. <laughs> what, what, what he ends up saying instead. Yeah. It's so bad. Okay, let's let's just act it out. Okay. I will be. Um, hold on, let me see about where it was. Uh, oh, I'm looking at where, why didn't you wait for me, Nicole? Let me see about where. Oh, here he goes. Oh, oh, she doesn't say anything. Okay, why she doesn't say anything. What happens was what happened was John says you wouldn't have wanted to come in with Nicole. <laughs> she was enough to guy enough to knock a guy off his feet walking in alone the way she did. And it's like, oh yeah, I do see how he then tried to retrofit that to yeah. accommodate a compliment for Nicole as well. He says, uh, uh, "What I meant was, if the two of you had come in at the same time, every guy in the room would have dropped dead. Also, because of all the beauty, because <laughs> of the so much both of the of you. beauty of the two of you together with the and both. Also, Mister Waring, Mister Waring, like trying to change the subject makes it much worse." It does. So he says, you know, you wouldn't want to walk in with her. It was enough to knock her off his feet, blah, blah, blah. Then Mr. Waring says, uh, I don't suppose anybody wants to talk about the cultural contributions of the New England states during the 19th century. Just to brush up for the history part of the decathlon. And then, oh, no, I hate this. That relaxed the tension a little. And Nicole loved him all the more for trying to cover up John's blunder. Yeah, he's really bad. So then they dance. And I was like, oh, he's fine. But, <laughs> but, so, so they start to dance. And here it is. Other boys cut in, and then suddenly there was Mr. Waring standing in front of her, asking her to dance. She drifted into his arms, and just as if it were planned, the band played a slow tune, a dreamy, dance close and talk type tune. It was easier to slow dance in the wobbly shoes. I guess a teacher can dance with a star pupil, Mr. Waring said in her ear. If you feel uncomfortable about it, we can talk about the teapot dome scandal or the causes of the War of 1812. He grinned down at her, teasing again. Feel uncomfortable. She'd never felt more at ease in all her life. This was where she belonged, in the arms of her beloved Mr. Waring, her Steve. She wished he'd hold her closer. He was barely touching her. Let's talk about the constellations, she said. That's what I'm seeing right now. I hate that she says this. Uh-huh. His grin widened. Ew. And he glanced over at Brian, who stood on the sidelines. Big night, eh? He said. He'd never understand how big. She wondered how he couldn't know, as she did, that this was the beginning of their life together. School would be out soon. That would end the teacher-student track they were stuck in right now, which of course would never allow dating. Or at least Mr. Waring's strong code of ethics would never allow it. But after graduation, they'd be free to date. And then this is one of my favorite parts of her uh, inner love oh story God. she's having with oh him. Oh, my God. Nicole could help him get over the terrible pain of losing his wife and child. And they could be married. Because side note, his wife and kid died. Yeah, like in a car accident. Terrible accident. Very sad. She wondered if he'd mind if she went on to college after their marriage. Very likely he'd insist on it. Maybe he'd go back for more graduate work. Maybe they'd both go to college. I hate that part yeah so then she sees tanya the, uh, him holding her and being like i guess it's okay if a teacher dances with his star pupil i hate that he calls her star pupil i hate that he's whispering in her ear you know that that man has like 
He was like, this is so the weekend mu- I'm going to Yeah, he's, he's going to. He also has like so much upper lip sweat in that moment. <laughs> like he's sweating like so. It's so unattractive how much he's sweating. And we've been there. I get that upper lip sweat when I'm like nervous and I'm like, why is there a sweat mustache? I don't enjoy it. <laughs> I wish, Like, why can't it just be on my forehead? Like, why is it there? But, you know, he's like stress sweating, but also like half chubbing and like so excited to be holding this like waifly figure. Yeah. It's disgusting. It is disgusting. Fuck Mr. Waring. Fuck Mr. Waring. So then she's like, ah, and like finishes dancing with him and she sees Tanya pointing at her and she's like, no, Tanya knows I stole the dress. So she like runs. Well, she's pointing at she's pointing at her because some a man is talking to Tanya, and Tanya is like referring the man to like mm-hmm. Nicole's direction. Yeah. So, so she's, she's like, like, "Oh no, it's the authorities! They know a, I stole the dress. It's la policia." <laughs> <laughs> and then so she like runs, and then like runs straight. The way she falls is so comical. Okay. She was passing the pedestal with the bust of Einstein. Just a few more yards and she'd be at the elevators. No, she better go up the stairs. She might have to wait at the elevators. When she felt a hand at her arm, she twisted loose, which threw her off her already precarious balance. She put her arms around the tall pedestal to steady herself, but found to her alarm that it wasn't as solid as it looked. It swayed as the weight as her weight hit it, and the bust of Einstein on top teetered. She saw it tip then come down, the cold eyes staring at her. She struggled to get out of its way, but then her ankle twisted when she tried to step aside, and she clutched at the pedestal even harder, and then it falls on her head. That makes no sense. So she's just like, ah, like really slowly. The physics of that don't make sense to me. No. She like runs, hits a pedestal, holds onto it while she wobbles around. The thing starts to fall she turns twists her ankle and then like somehow it hits her smack in the face like on the yeah like on the forehead i would assume because here's the thing if it hits her in the fucking face i would assume her face is broken yeah you've got a broken nose not yeah not a concussion yeah or something worse you know i feel Mm -hmm. like the face is like fragile if it were to like it's stronger than you think it is strong and it heals faster than you think, too. It's true. The face and mouth heal very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so she gets First like hand. smashed in the head with this Einstein bust. The irony. <laughs> Einstein uh, took away her uh, knowledge. <laughs> which is like, I guess not ironic. <laughs> huh? I guess it's not ironic. It's just more like. Um, That's ironic. Is it? It's like. I thought that's like, isn't that just more like weird, bad coincidence? If an Einstein bust falls or maybe and, it's and hits apropos? you in the head. Yeah. No, it's, or it's, it's ironic that an Einstein bust would make you stupid. Is it? I think. I think it's not. Irony. Let's see. Look, if you have 1,000 spoons and all you need is a knife, that's irony. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. 10,000 spoons. Like rain on your wedding day. Mm-hmm. That's irony. Like meeting the man of your dreams and then meeting his beautiful wife, it's a little bit ironic. Um, so I'm looking at different types of irony, right? So there's uh, irony as we know it being um, uh, incongruity between a situation developed in a drama and the accompanying words or actions uh, that is understood by the audience but not the characters in the play. Dramatic irony or tragic irony. Incongruity between the actual result of a sequence of events and the normal or expected result. So I guess like... So if the Einstein bust were somehow supposed to make her smart. Tragically ironic. 
tragically. Because that's just if we know something that she doesn't know from what I'm looking at this de- definition. <laughs> I do think if somehow, let's just say, I think it would Feel be... Feel free to weigh in, list. Yeah, I think it but would But I think be, it's ironic. I think it would only be ironic if the uh, bust were somehow supposed to make her smart. What's the Einstein part that's ironic? It's a bust of Einstein no, and I know. it's taking away her knowledge. But does Einstein give people knowledge? He's just smart. No, the... The ghost of Einstein oh, visits okay, you okay. nightly so here's, here's and increases your smartitude. <laughs> the ghost of Einstein uh-huh. is sleeping in the bust. And the ghost of Einstein usually visits you at night. He sleeps in the bust and the bust falls down and it breaks your head. So it was the ghost of Einstein who normally makes people smart. Mm-hmm. Accidentally made her stupid by falling on her head. <laughs> I think it's more a sad coincidence than ironic. Yeah. Or Socratic irony, pretense of ignorance and of willingness to learn from others assumed in order to make the other's false conceptions conspicuous by adroit questioning. Hmm. Yeah. I remember like having to. Yeah, maybe not. Really. Yeah. Oh, here. Poetic irony. It's poetic justice that a bust of Einstein would take out her memory. Like it is fitting for her crime of taking the dress. So is poetic irony, what is that? Because I am seeing three fundamental types, verbal, situational, and dramatic. If you keep scrolling. Oh, like poetic it's justice? Part of, it's part of dramatic irony. Uh, Cosmic irony, too. Cosmic irony. Where is it? Cosmic Where are irony. You this is the idea that some god or gods, like the fates or superior being, is intentionally creating ironic situations in the lives and minds of humans. Wait, so... Dramatic irony. Okay, I'm going to click on it. So it says, in these situations, bad characters in the novel are rewarded with punishment that amounts to their deeds. So she's not a bad character, though. Well, she took the dress. She's but does cursed. that amount to the... Well, it's the very thing. Did the she very take thing it to she get prized in herself. I think it's still taken fall. away from her. I think it's still not. I still think it's ironic, but I can see... I can see the possibility that I have an incorrect definition of irony in my head that I can't get out. Mm. I think it's poetic justice, right. and therefore ironic. Interesting, 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 interesting. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Because dramatic irony would be like Romeo and Juliet, right? Yes. Yeah, because she, like fakes her death to try and get him, but that only gets him yeah. to kill himself, making it thus impossible for her to get him. Yeah. Or like, um, oh, that uh, story, the hair. I cut my hair so that I could buy you a Gift watch. Gift of the Magi. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Henry. Yes. <laughs> I cut my hair for a watch and you a watch for my hair. <laughs> He's like, oh, I sh- yeah. <laughs> I sold my watch for a comb for your hair. Yeah. She could still wear that comb in her She hair. could, that though. That's the me. thing. She could. She's being a little defeatist. I was cast in a like school or like a class production of Gift of the Magi. Mm-hmm. I was cast to be the short-haired after version of the wife oh. because I had short hair. Yeah, my friend Melissa was the long-haired version, mm. um, and it made me so nervous that I got hives and I couldn't do it. Really? Yeah. What What grade were you in? Fifth. Mm. That's a scary time to be in a play. Yeah, fifth. It must have been fifth. When I was in fifth grade, I was in a play called Cosmic Pinball. 
and it was about this pinball machine that kids played and like they would uh, like different like bonker things like different bumpers were like different planets and then so um, there were different songs I was none of the characters I was always in the chorus but I still remember <laughs> some of the songs so there was uh, Venus you goddess of love and then uh, uh the Saturn drive-in, and that was like the fun place. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. And then um, <laughs> who wrote this? Yeah, it wasn't great. Uh, but the song was "Cosmic Pinball, Take Me Away, Let Me Fly to Outer Space," and something, something. You have talked about this yes, one. You've heard this song. Yes. I'm gonna find the lyrics to "Cosmic Pinball," and I'll perform the whole thing, <laughs> the whole full hour and a half. Dramatic irony doesn't feel like deserving of any time of any type of phrasing dramatic irony is just like how you're telling the story <laughs> like an example it gives is in star wars the audience knows that darth vader is luke's father but luke does not know until episode four yeah and i know it's like hi we don't know that well also like we um, only know it when he says it we find out yeah. when luke finds out this is stupid. This is stupid. website is the the article. The way that I learned it. We only it, know that because we've heard it already. <laughs> yeah. The the article or the or not article, but the way that I learned about dramatic irony is like in a play, if like we see a killer go into a room mm -hmm. and they're waiting for someone and then we see the person come in, we know the killer's there, but they don't. So we have dramatic irony about that. Yeah, it lists but that. It's the Star Wars. The Star example Wars one is very I'm bad. Like, I'm sorry. It's what? very bad. <gasps> or in Othello audiences yes. know that Iago Someone else tweeted about this. Cosmic Pinball, take me away. Let me fly through outer space. That is part of the chorus of a song from my fifth grade school musical. This was just something that that schools did? <laughs> 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 like this just got passed around? Oh, my God. Oh, and then there's the song One World. That's at the end when we do the Earth song. Wow. Why can't I find the lyrics for this song? Can somebody send this to me? If you can find... The songbook for Cosmic Pinball, usually <laughs> for fifth perform graders. perform it with your family and send us the video. Yeah. Um, okay, so then, okay. <laughs> Just reading these examples of irony. Being thirsty in the sea. <laughs> <laughs> water, water all around, not a drop to drink. Mm -hmm. I say uh, that take a me lot. away. You say that a lot? I do. I say that a lot. But I'll just say, if some. I'll just say something, something all around, but not a drop to drink. Oh, that's nice. Um, like, no matter what it is. Like, books, books, all around, but not a drop to drink. <laughs> I don't know why. I like that. I think I've heard you say that, actually. Uh, it's just a weird quirk. Oh, my God. What? Um, okay. I still think it's ironic that a bust of Einstein would make her forget everything. Um, I think if you have a loose interpretation of it, yes. But to me, because I am a irony purist i think that unless i am the i am too i just really have it in my head that that i i feel like what it is is we're disagreeing not on the definition but just whether it being an einstein bust has anything to do with it well i think that i, 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 I think it's a misdirect by that i think it's a misdirect because the einstein bust doesn't make someone smart it's a bust of someone smart but the Einstein bus wouldn't make someone smart. So I think something make that would make someone smart, hitting them on the head, making them stupid, is ironic. Whereas like a bust of um, someone smart hitting someone on the head, I think that the that the through the the line becomes a little too tenuous for me. I hear you. 
You know what I'm saying? But I also see why, like, so I think I'm being very, like, it has to be literally, like, just, yeah, the exact thing. But I also see that, like, if someone were to say in just, like, passing conversation, tell me that story and say it was ironic, I wouldn't be like, um, actually, no, it's not. (laughs) But it's only because we're trying to see if it's ironic that I bring it up. Yeah. Um, You might be right. We'll see. I might be... Because I'm sure that was the book's intention. Oh, I'm sure. Yes. And so I'm like really letting the book have it. You're letting Lyle get away with it. Letting Lyle get away with murder. (laughs) No one dies. No. It's just evil. It's just a mean dress. It's a mean dress. It's a really mean dress. Okay. So we talked about I guess if the thing you wanted most in life was never to die, then maybe you would die. (laughs) (laughs) That would be me. That's the only way it would kill you. Uh, Yes. But I'm pretty sure it would, it's probably just what do you want most in life? Yeah. Yeah. Or like, what, the dress what thing will are take you, it from you? Yeah, exactly. You'll never be able to get that thing. Or like, almost like, what's your pride type thing? It's like a very like, cut your hair because you're too vain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very like scary. I guess it is like, oh, you're in love with your teacher. Are you so in love with your teacher? Oh, yeah. What if I make it so you never remember yeah. who he is? Yeah. So she, so she uh, comes back into the, uh, into the ER Felicia's like, thank God I can hide the crime I did. Takes the dress off her, puts it back in the closet, and Robin's like, I saw you. And she's like, good, I'll take I can tell you everything now. So she tells her everything, and she's like, we gotta destroy this dress. Which I was like, yes. Yeah. Destroy the dress. Yes. Say no to the dress. They do not say no to the dress. No. Robin's like, send it home with Gabby. I'll just like tell her not to look in the bag, which I was like. She's a good kid. (laughs) That was so dumb. I was like, of course she's gonna look in the bag. Girl, that's exactly what you did. Yeah. You were told not to look at a thing, and so you did. So guess what happens? Gabby looks at the thing. Gabby looks at the thing. Because she was already crushing on Tyler. I was so disgusted. I was really nervous about Tyler. Here's Tyler was being nice. I don't... I think he should have put the kibosh on the whole situation. Yeah, he needed to nip that shit in the bud. He was not. He probably found it flattering. He wasn't fully returning the feelings he was letting her wasn't stopping it yes it was gross it was mean it was also mean like he wasn't considering this is a person that like she's 14 yeah who will be hurt she's 14 and you're like 17 or 18 that's too much of a gap she's like wow like we can play piano together forever which i was like he doesn't need to play piano with her so much they don't need to do that gig together they don't need to go perform on saturday at the whatever What's with all these recitals these kids have? What are all these recitals? Just recitals left and right. I... Recitals and decathlons and deacons. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I hated piano recitals. I hated playing piano and I hated performing piano. And I would get so nervous. Um, and I always messed up because I didn't practice enough because I hated piano. I don't think I ever want to... Like, if I have kids, I don't want to put them through that shit. I will 100% put them through that shit. I won't make them do recitals, but I will make them take lessons. I don't know. I feel like everybody should know how to play at least one instrument. I think they should. Like, you no. should know how to speak two languages. I do think, uh, it, like, I, I for sure think, yes. And like, do something physical. Like, I agree. Like, try, uh, like, I want them to try different instruments and whatever instrument they like best, they should yeah. do more. Yeah. Um, but I will not make them perform if they don't want really to. Really fucking bad. Yeah, yeah. If they want to, cool. Yeah. But most. But kids I will make you learn it. Don't want to perform at recitals. No. 
like I never saw any kids that were really into it except for those like machine children that like were very like <laughs> really good. Oh, those robot children. Mm-hmm. I know. I know the ones. Mm-hmm. Um so he doesn't need to be doing a recital with with a sis- with a 14 year old. No. A like, duet recital? No. Where thanks. did this come from? Did she manufacture this? I don't know. <laughs> Did he? If he came up with it, that's unacceptable. I don't think so. I think she found it and was I like, think, "Tyler, yeah. we could play together." I've been practicing the the duet a lot. Yeah, like, oh, Mrs. Tomlinson, uh, you know that thing coming up, and and we need duettists. Um, I can my my friends, my friend, my sister's boyfriend, <laughs> maybe mine someday. He could play with me. Also, and you could pay us. I don't want to shut down anybody's joy. I do. But how in this case. fucking dweeby is it to do a duet with a 14-year-old? <laughs> it's like super nice if it's your cousin or sister sure. or something. But if it's just but a if friend. if it's your, your girlfriend's sister. I don't like that. There's something I, weird about I'm it. I'm worried about it. Yeah. If there's a. If it, I was the mom, I would be like, um, you can play something. It's like how I feel about Drake and Millie Bobby Brown. I'm like, they just don't oh my need God. to be friends. No, 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 no. That they is so much. That's I'm different. Like, they There's don't something need to wrong. be talking there is or something friends. Very wrong Extremely with that. wrong. Really bad. And we've talked like, about the Drake video, Remember how I felt right? slightly concerned that I think the guy who plays Steve is cute? Drake and Millie Bobby Brown, no. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. Did you see the video of Drake? Did we talk about this on the show? No. <sighs> oh, boy. He brings a girl on stage. Mm-hmm. Starts kissing her face. Okay. Kissing her hands. Kissing her around her mouth. He's like, how old are you? And she's like, 17. And the whole audience is like, oh, no. And he's like, I can't get in trouble like this. How do you look like this? Oh, no. And then he kisses her again. No. Drake, you're canceled. How do you look like this? Yeah, disgusting. She didn't look 17. You seem like an old soul. Wow. How, how have you heard of the Rolling Stones? You're so developed. Or like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's the worst one. Yep. If it's Drake, I guess it would be, whoa, you, how have you heard of Boys to Men? Yeah. <laughs> how have you heard of my earlier records? Like, whoa, you're such an old soul. You're so mature for I'm your just, age. I'm just worried. You know, I'm just worried. Someone needs to shut yeah. that shit down. Also, like, pedophilia is a sickness. Yes. No one wants to be a pedophile. People that are into teenagers... I, is that a thing they too? They don't understand that that is not a far cry. I am about to Google something and I'm scared about it being in your history. Yeah. I was going to say pedophilia, <laughs> but for teenagers. Well, what it's is just it? pedophilia. It is? No. Yeah. Uh, f- I'm going to say philia for teenagers. Teenphilia. I'm a teenphilia. Ephibophilia. Ephibophilia? Primary sexual interest in mid to late adolescence. (laughs) (laughs) Ephibophilia. Primary sexual interest. Sherry, Sherry, (laughs) Bophilia. Banana, Fana, Bophilia. 15 to 19. For that, I'm like. You want them old enough to be developed like an adult? And young enough that they're basically still a child. Yeah. Which is also gross. It's really gross. It's then, really gross. Because you want someone that like legally cannot consent, but looks like an adult. So you just want to control super somebody Super malleable. Yeah. Yeah. What did we get here? A note. He's like, you're going to hell. He's if like, you, I've just called the police. I started to read this. If you doesn't like teens, 
that make you a teen creep? <laughs> but it says, if you like teens, doesn't that make you a teen creep? Oh, here's what I will tell you guys. Alec, it's true. Alec, really it's true. well done. That's the term. It if is. you like teens, you're a teen creep. I. That's not what you are. That's not what. That's we not are. what That's you are. That's not what this is. I will say, and did I'm, this all occur to me when I thought of the name? Yes. Did I decide to ignore it? Yes. Um. <laughs> yes, it does. But uh, I guess. Sharon Bophelia? Sharon Bophelia's don't want to be that either, I guess. Or maybe they're fine with it. They think it's it's so normalized. I think Mimophilia's are, they think that there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, they think it's fine. I think they truly, in their heart of hearts, believe that if you have breasts, then you're fuckable. Ugh. The preference for mid to late adolescent sexual partners, not the mere presence of some level of sexual attraction. So it's not a pathology when it doesn't interfere with other major areas of one's life. It's not listed by name as a mental disorder, unlike pedophilia. I think for Drake, it might be pedophilia. Because Millie Bobby Brown is fucking young. She's like 14. And he keeps doing this to with like very young teens. His girlfriend is 18. I think it's a pathology for him. Right, his girlfriend's eighteen. Mm-hmm. I think it is a pathology. But he's known her for a while. Ew, for real? Yeah, that's that's why people were pissed. It's not just that she's young; it's that he's known her since she was even younger. <sighs> Yuccarino, <laughs> Yuccarinis, Yuccarinis, Ding Dong, Bibliphon. <laughs> <laughs> It's that thing that you say when you don't know what to say. Ding dong, bibbly fun. Bibbly fun. Ding dong, bibbly fun. You know, if that just isn't a. You know, my grandma taught me a phrase that covers this situation. Ding dong, booth. Ugh. All I can, I cannot remember the actual thing that you said. All it's going to be in my brain forever is me, my mophilia. I seriously, I don't know what I said. <laughs> what is it? Ephibophilia. Ephibophilia. Oh, it's that character in Wicked. <laughs> <laughs> Try defying teenagers. <laughs> Defiling teenagers? That's better. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll try defiling teenagers. Yeah, it's a really fun musical. (laughs) And you'll never bring me down, authorities. (laughs) And nobody in all U.S. I decided not to finish. It's fine. I don't. I I won't make you. I was like, this has gone on long enough. I I do that too, actually. Sometimes, and it's sometimes like if I'm just by myself, doing a little bit to myself. (laughs) Halfway through, I'm like, I just stop. I'm like, I don't want it. Let's keep going. You know what? Diminishing returns. <laughs> Have you ever started telling a story to someone and halfway through you're like, I don't want to keep talking? Yes. <laughs> so you're just but, like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. So I don't feel like doing this whole thing. And they're like, what? And I'm like, it's not even really worth it. It's not worth it. I don't want to continue. <laughs> Me and my sister do that all the time. Uh, and it's usually her that's like, it's not, like, I don't want to continue. I'm like, please, please, <laughs> please, please, please finish telling me, please. And then it's so dumb. She's like, I just... I got a coffee. I don't know. It was just not <laughs> funny. It's, I realized in the middle it's not a story. It's, it's like, yeah, I'm sometimes I'll just abandon conversations or joke I was about to make. Mm-hmm. Like in a meeting at work yesterday, 
I didn't make this joke, but I'll, I'll notice this instinct in myself to make a joke no matter what is said. Mm-hmm. It's like anything that gets set, said, I'm like, what's a joke I could make off that? What's a joke mm-hmm. I could make off that? And it was, oh, fuck, I thought I was going to be able to remember what it was. But it was something like, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, blah, blah, blah. And then after dark and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And I, I was like, like Spider-Man fall from the dark. And then if you take, and then after I say that, then I'll insert this and I found myself trying to construct a joke out of five moving parts and I was like what am I doing and then and 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 then okay so but imagine instead of spider-man what if spider oh I remember what it was oh no I do remember what it was thank god um so it somebody said "Uh uh-oh like oh and the character will be like "Uh uh-oh and in my head I went spaghettios and then I was like Oh, and we've had to, we can't say any brand names on the show. So I was going to say out loud, I was going to make the joke. And then the character will say, uh oh, canned spaghetti tomato product. Oh, it's like, like, why? You don't have to do that. No, exactly. I was like, you don't, no one's making you do this, Lindsay. (laughs) And so I just kept it to myself. I was like, I did a good job just then. Did I tell you? I might have said this on the show. I can't remember. So that's, imagine if you just decided to do the joke anyway. Uh-huh. That's my father. <laughs> have, I, have I told you this? So when I was at home, we were all eating dinner, and there's this, like, um, my mom had this, like, dried lavender out. Mm-hmm. It was on the table, and it disappeared. And we were like, oh, like, where is that? Where did it go? It was just there. Mm-hmm. And then we move on, talking about other stuff. Yes. Did I say this? <laughs> no, but I know. <laughs> essentially what's coming and then my dad's like (laughs) i thought it was parsley and i was like (laughs) but i'm like you you're that the moment was lost the entire time he's having a panic attack about when to say this joke (laughs) and how to say it and then he says it and so it was like yeah the similar thing where it's like something got said and you were like i have the desire i have the need to make a joke well what joke would i make well, where would be funny if like lavender just walked? Where would it have disappeared? Like what? Let's say what could have happened. To you know the what's lavender? a funnier joke though? What if someone ate it. Exactly. If he had, <laughs> if he was just like immediately when he thought of it, oh, I ate it. We would have yeah. been like, huh? Like you yeah, know, if, it like, would have been fine. If in the moment he had gone, oh, sorry, thought it was parsley. Yeah, I'd go, oh, <laughs> or yeah, that's funny. Like, at most, I'd be like, huh? Yeah. The thing with the whole, I like. The coughing, and then I thought it was parsley. (laughs) For some reason, it explains the joke too much. I think if he had just, you know, go with your gut. It was too late. It's too late. So much time. That's the real issue. So much time. And then so when he said that, I clocked it, and I was like, "Eh." like, right, just to make him, you know, feel whatever. My sister and Micah didn't get it, and so they just like didn't laugh. And later, I was like, did you hear him say that? And um, and they were both like, oh yeah, I. Did not understand that, so I just did not respond. Yeah, <laughs> I did not know what he was doing. <laughs> and my mom yeah, like wasn't paying doing? attention. Yeah, where it's just like, oh, I just didn't understand. I was so Mike, Jason, and Scott were recording podcast the ride in our living room last weekend, and they like they had this couple that sort of bonded together over li- listening to the podcast, mm-hmm. being fans of the podcast. 
and they sent them this email about it, like, and now we're getting married, and, like, you're kind of a part of it. And they, like, talked about it, and it was really sweet. And Jason goes, yeah, so be careful, Shannon and Jeremy, or whatever their names were, because Nat, you just got yourself on an NSA list with the government for that. What? And Scott and Mike were like, what are you talking about? What? what are you talking about? <laughs> and I'm like putting on my, sh- either putting my shoes on or taking them off for walking the dog. And I <laughs> I couldn't stop myself from the back. I go, he's making a joke that they're so, that they're like crazy for bonding over your podcast. Oh, and, the and now the government's is like watching them. flagging them for mental health issues. <laughs> oh I, but I could like see it and I just like, the, it was ha- the moment they were still trapped in that moment of like, mm-hmm. Jason, what are you talking about? I recently had a moment <laughs> where like I lost my goddamn mind and we all kind of did eventually. But so I was sitting with the thank you for question crew mm-hmm. and um, I was like futzing around with the recording equipment and um, Chris Bermonti uh, or Omar makes a joke and he and me are kind of talking and then I'm like just watching Chris Bramante. He's like trying to jump in and like say a joke, but he's like waiting for the moment. But he keeps just going, uh, 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 for so long. And I was like, help, 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 help. Someone help, someone help. Something's wrong. <laughs> and I was like, what is happening? He's like, I was trying to jump in and make a joke. And like they were talking, but it was he, like, he was seriously just like smiling and, and just going like, ha, 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 ha. But I was like, stop, 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 stop. Help, help. Someone help. It's like something's very wrong. Chris, are you okay? Are, are you okay? okay? Really? Are you okay? <laughs> and then like afterwards, um, we all laughed about it. And then my friend Mia uh, was like, I am now realizing that I was clocking, that he was doing that and like just thought it was weird. So I just kept talking. <laughs> uh being alive is hard. Social stuff is hard. Yeah. Social stuff is really hard. Um, I wouldn't wish it on my worst day. <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't wish interacting with humans on my worst enemy. <laughs> um, okay. Why don't we uh, say what ends up happening with Gabby? Yeah. So Gabby takes the dress home. Of this is 14 year old Gabby. She looks at it. Yeah. And Gabby, I think, is the most self-aware she's the most aware that the dress is doing something to her thoughts because she's like oh and then that would make tyler like me more than robin and she like literally like throws the dress and is like what yeah is that thought that's not a thought i would have i would never do that to robin what is happening that dress is like doing something to me but then the dress still is like pick me up Mm -hmm. it's it keeps fluttering and so she picks it up again she's like yeah, but I will steal him away from her. She also is like, the only, she really tries. She's the only person that can like fight off the dress. She yeah. takes it off and sister love. Yeah, because her the sister love of two sisters literally walks on her two casts and then just and like then falls falls over. down 
three steps. Yeah, it's bad. Screaming, be strong, Gabby. Gabby, come back. I'll be here waiting for you. She's like, please, Gabby, be strong. Meanwhile, he's- I love you. Her boyfriend's like opening the door for her and shit. And I'm like, ew. I do, however, think that the dress has an effect on the guys. Too. It has it on everybody. I So maybe that's what's happening with the teacher, but I'm not going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Well, to all and maybe of that's our, what's happening with the other people on the team. Maybe that's what happening. What's happening with Mark's schoolmate at Divinity School? Okay, well, so he there's. A, I just opened another thing. There's also hebophilia, which is strong, persistent sexual interest by adults in early adolescent children, eleven to fourteen. Wait, there. So there's like it different age groups. Yeah. That in that tiny of a window. And then there's chronophilia, huh. which is sexual attraction limited to individuals of a particular age range. Okay. Well, that could just be said so of anyone. Any, yeah. That's like, yeah, if you're just like, I only like people my own age. I only like I mean, people. like older people. Yeah. And, okay. Interesting. <gasps> oh, my God. I just found an advice column. Does being attracted to teenagers make me a pedophile? Just a dab. So he's 23 and he's only interested in teenagers. Oh. That would really upset me. Okay. <laughs> this is the second week in a row we've talked about pedophilia. <laughs> His name is Curdy. Oh. Curdy says, I find myself more attracted to teenagers than females my own age, 23. Am I Females. Becoming, uh, yeah, already, bad. Am I becoming a pedophile? It's just that I imagine a teenager having a sense of awe and wonder when it comes to Ew. sex that is lost Ew. with time. Ew, Not you're 23. <laughs> you're still a baby, you stupid baby. Not necessarily with experience. I'm amazed at my own temerity in asking and T- having used the P word above. But I'm Temerity? sure females. <laughs> I'm sure you won't answer my question, but I assure you it is genuine. Any chance you know of some resources that may help? Thanks for taking me seriously. Um, they're saying you're, personally, I, you're you're not you're just a douche. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to see if maybe they say, okay, frankly, I don't agree that young people have more of a sense of awe and wonder about sex than anybody else does. Um, he probably just misses high school. <laughs> yeah, he probably is like not in a good. He probably place. all right. He used. Females instead of women or girls. He Already said questions. Temerity. Yes. He talked about how like brave he was for using the term pedophile. He also called it the P word. He and he called it the P word even though he had just, just said, said it. it. And so what I'm gonna say is he's facing a lot of rejections because he's a douchebag. Yeah. Is covering for it by trying to date younger people who don't immediately see who's a yeah, douchebag because they're like, oh, because they're like ooh, an older guy. Yes. And then he's double covering for it by being like, they're just like so innocent and like sex is uh, like still just like a wonder to them. Here's what I'm going to say about him. So I'm going to say no one wants to date him. Very bad at sex. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, all the women my age are just like really jaded about sex with me. <laughs> um, but I think that like someone but that- like, But like- it's not fair that, like, now that they know about the clitoris, I'm expected to do something with it. Also, I think maybe it's more that um, people that have never experienced sex with me are more interested in sex with me. It uh, feels like once they do experience it, they just tend to get a lot older and or I, not interested. And it's like, as soon as, as soon as they, like, experience sex with me in a way that, like, 
they didn't want to, like, all of a sudden I find myself attracted to 16-year-olds. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, maybe they don't know that they, that they should want an O-word? O O-word? I think it's pretty... It's pretty brave. It's pretty brave of me to, like, be willing to use the O-word <laughs> in regards to what I don't give them. <laughs> oh, man. What a little penis. What a little... A little... Penis. Peenwani. Um... Yeah. Yeah. So because so Catherine, aka Rowena, is like, yes, all my dreams of sisters hating sisters is coming true. Her? I intended for you to wear the dress and get hurt. I intended for you to hate Gabrielle, and now it's all going according to plan. <laughs> Her goals are vague. Her goals are. Small and sad. Yeah, like, I'm like, oh, you just wanted to and, see sisters not like yeah. each other? And Robin's like, wait, why did you have it in for me? And she's like, because you're pretty. And she's like, you think you can just walk around with your dancing feet and your youth and, and think you can get away with it? So it turns out she... And Robin she, does feel really angry, but it's like the dress mating, making her hate Gabby for a mm -hmm. second. Robin over... Like... She's like, yeah, fuck Gabby. And she turns away. And then you think that's going to be it. And Gabby's fucked. But then she goes, wait, no. And she turns back. And like before the dress can work, it's eyeball magic on her. She sees how very young Gabby looks yeah, in the dress. Yeah. And realizes she's like, just like this 14-year-old girl who has a crush. Um, so she <laughs> flings herself off the porch. And it's like, I love you. Yes, it feels very um, like misery when she's like dragging herself like, yeah, like <laughs> down the stairs. Yes. And because Gabby sees this, like the dress kind of loses her hold on her. Yes. It's hold on her. And then they're all OK. And they're like, uh, the correct thing to do now is hang the dress back up in the closet. That was so and just dumb. expect the house to take care of it. I was like, you got to like, burn that shit. Stupid, stupid girls. Put it in a vat of acid. Burn it. Yeah. Burn the it. dress. Burn it the dress. Burn it the dress. Um, And that's the book. That's the book. So I liked it because there was a lot happening. It wasn't repetitive. No. It had several characters, each with different things they wanted. Mm -hmm. It was an interesting idea of a cursed dress. Yes. It was interesting the way the curse was broken. Yes. However, they were all boring people. They were boring. I think that's what it comes down to. Um, they were mere sketches of characters. Yes, I agree. Uh, do we have time to listen to some, what's it called? Voicemails? V-mails? We sure do. Yeah, girl. Because we ain't got another podcast to do. Wee! For the first time. It's our first episode with no public Feels domain like theater. Feels like the first time. I want a man with a slow touch. I want a mother with a easy something. You know I like I'm my sorry, Alex. I meant to ask for the ox cord earlier. Use your love tonight. Okay, so <laughs> it turns out we have not played any voicemails since May 2018. Oopsie poopsie. This we make mistakes too. Definitely because of public domain theater. We just didn't 
No, because we, we never had time. Because we have you know to what? record right after work. We're here but now. We're getting back to it. We're going to start listening to yeah, some. So we're going to play three tonight. Thank you so much for your amazing patience. Amazing patience. Available hey at your ladies, drugstore. This is Amanda. I am driving. I was just listening to your podcast. And just like the request for the listeners' stories kind of struck a chord. And I just remembered a story. And the shame and the embarrassment are all Yay. hitting me right now. So I'm like, might as well call why it's fresh. And I'm really uh, having to deal with all of these emotions. So... <laughs> Way back in the day, I was really all about writing the fan fiction. I don't yes. know if any of you guys or any listeners kind of jumped on that, but like uh, I think there so. was a huge, um, I don't even know, like just a huge following for like Harry Potter. So I did Harry Potter fan fiction. I still and read there Harry were Potter also, fan fiction. like the role playing boards that went along with it. So I, um, and, like, it was middle school or high school, I did the Harry Potter fan fiction role-playing board, and um, it was, like, all girls. So I made a male character after uh, the guy that I had, you know, been obsessed with yeah. for the last few years. <laughs> of course. And I had given uh, this male character his name. And come to find out, you know, a few weeks later, someone on the board... Um, no. Didn't Why know if I, you know, was the real guy or not, and apparently, like, stalked his name, found the actual guy, because apparently there's not many of um, this male name around there. He's not, you know, oh, John Smith or anything. Shittlewink. Yeah. Found him, told him about it, sent a link, and oh, I get a message, because, you know, like, my name was also on the board under other things. But all of a sudden, I get a message from him going, hey, can I have control over, you know, my own name? And I'm like, oh, no. I died of embarrassment. Oh, I no, told him, girl. basically, you know, fuck off. Uh, it's my character. It's not you. <laughs> my bad. And um, promptly did not look at him or talk to him for the next seven years. Oh, my God. Plot twist. Uh, seven years later, I saw him at a bar, and we had a drink over it, oh and my God. it was completely hilarious and um, not as Be married now. And Be married I'm now. I'm truly remembering it right now. But just thought I'd share oh my kind of that young adult <laughs> reference as well as my shame. And, um, you know, I lived, I survived it, and I was able to have a nice laugh. But, uh, you know, seven years later, tragic. Oh my God, <laughs> bless you! Thank Spore you, Amanda. Bless you, you. Oh, I we spore be with uh, you. Spore be with you, and also with you. I, I loved that. Uh that's so mean of that's that other so, person. I can't believe that person did that. That person's a villain. Villain, unacceptable. Thank you so much for calling. That Let was people do what they're doing in their privacy of their fanfic slash RPGs. Yeah, that's not okay. All right, so this next one is addressed to Tim Creech. Yay! Got another one, Tim Creech. from Jill. Hey, Team Creech. Um, my name is Jill, and I just wanted to share this story with you because I don't get an- enough opportunities to share this story with people who would understand. When I was young, I fancied myself a writer. I took 
it very seriously. He was convinced that I was going to be a famous writer like R.L. Stein or Anne M. Martin. (laughs) Anne M. Martin. (laughs) Famous writers. I am not that today. But anyway, as... Don't get down when I entered high school, I got a new Jamsport backpack. Nice. And I was weirdly sentimental about the previous Jamsport backpack that I had been using through middle school. I hear that. And so I decided that as a creative writing exercise for myself, I was going to write a goodbye letter to my middle school backpack. <laughs> this very is very Marie Kondo. letter yeah. about Dear Backpack, you've seen me through the middle school years, and I'm very <laughs> sorry that you won't be going to high school with me. Oh, but, this is very um, cute. I don't remember exactly what it said, but it was like this flowery letter to my backpack, and I just That's thought that I was being creative and funny. I don't even think I showed it to anyone. Maybe I told my best friend that I had written it, but I folded it up like you would a note you're going to give to your friend at that age and put it inside the backpack and put it in my closet and forgot all about it until during freshman year of high school, I needed to take some props to school for (laughs) a scene that I was doing in drama class. And so I put all my props into my old backpack and but all my textbooks and everything normal into the new backpack. Oh, no, cut off. My phone fell asleep. Oh, dang, dang, dang. It lost our place. I was weirdly sentimental about I was going to write a good creative and funny I don't even until during freshman year of high school and but all my textbooks and everything normal into the new backpack and carried them both to school that day and I like I said I had completely forgotten about the dear backpack letter that was in there until I was sitting in the cafeteria and a girl that I had never seen or spoken to before walked up to me and was like, I found your dear backpack letter. Oh, no. And I was like, what? And she showed it to me, and sure enough, there it was. And she and this whole table full of girls no. were having a really good laugh about oh. my backpack letter and talking about all the other inanimate objects like tampons or toothbrushes that they could write goodbye letters oh and like God. i said i had no idea who these girls were I've never seen or that's so mean before i don't know that's some real how mean they girl saw shit. the name on this dear backpack letter and figured it was figured out that it was me um somebody must have oh she did go on to another one. Oh, that was it man i'm sorry that those girls were so mean Thank you for calling, Jill. That really sucks. That really sucks. That's really mean. I was searching to see if you had called back. I don't think so. That's adorable. That's really cute. I bet that those stupid girls are watching Tidying Up now and and like we were wrong to yeah. be mean to Jill. Yeah. Because it's right to say goodbye to the things that have served you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for calling. Thank you for That's calling, Jill. Sweet. That was really sweet. So we've got one more... This is from Pete. Hi, Teen Creeps. I just thought I would share with you nope. one of my Pete embarrassing junior um, high stories. Not quite high school, but I was the only girl in my class who had like 
enormous boobs, basically. There's no other way to put it. <laughs> and we were having to do some art project, and I was reaching forward to grab a thing of paint. Oh, no. And one boob no. went in a thing of blue paint no. I had on a white T-shirt. No. It was a disaster. <laughs> so I frantically called my mom, and she couldn't come, bring me a new shirt. She was like, just go get one from the lost and found. I was like, uh, no, thank you. So I just painted the other boob and tried to act like I did it on purpose all day. No one bought it. My story did not sell. But, you know, I was just the girl with two blue boobs for the rest of the day. Anyway, don't be creepy. Bye. Oh, my God. I love uh, that. Thank That's you. That's so funny. That's great. No one bought your story. That's so sweet. Oh, my She's God. She's the girl with two blue boobs. Uh, since that was kind of a short one, let's play one more. This one also uh, isn't too, too long. Uh, it is addressed to Heating Creeps. Yay. And it is from Justin, possibly. Hey, Team Creeps. This is Justin. Mm-hmm. I'm calling to tell you a Hi, secondhand Justin. embarrassment story from high school. Secondhand? Um, and I want to preface by saying in high school I had a lot of health issues. I'm good now, but this story okay. revolves around those. Um, in my theater class, my sophomore year, we were acting out physical disabilities, which looking back seems really inappropriate. Oh my God. But that's what we were doing. Um, Sometimes we. And I have was learned. assigned to Vertigo. Yeah. A couple weeks after that, I was actually diagnosed with something similar to Vertigo because of an inner ear issue I was having. And I told my um, instructor about this, and he said, Oh, Justin, that's hilarious. What? It's a good thing I didn't give you cancer. Oh, oh my God. No. I got this look on his face where he realized he said things he shouldn't have said. <laughs> and he said, oh, I'm sorry. And he walked away. <laughs> he walked away. And I felt so bad for this man because everyone in the class was kind of in shock. They all of a sudden, it was a small classroom. This was in um, front of and everyone. Two years later, I started chemotherapy. Oh, <gasps> no. It's not, it wasn't cancer. It was something else. It was a clinical trial for tumors. Mm-hmm. But I, I still said, started uh-huh. chemotherapy, and I feel like he might have been the person who triggered me. <laughs> oh, my God. My oh, my wow. God, Justin. It wouldn't have happened if he didn't say that. <laughs> but I'm good now. Yay, um, we're so happy you're good. But looking back, I feel like this professor really ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. I love your podcast. Aw, thank you, Justin. <laughs> thank you, Justin. Um, if you're wondering, <laughs> the, uh, we're back to po- uh, back to voicemails. If you uh-huh. want to leave a voicemail, you can call us at 747-333-6995. Yeah, and uh, we still have a it. lot to get through. I'm so sorry. We will absolutely try to do at least three an episode to get caught up again. Um, so uh, if we also if we miss yours because it cut off and you didn't call back or something like that. Um, we apologize, but it's just because we're trying to get through them. And if, if we didn't get the end of the story, then then we may not play it. But thank you so much for calling. And, and try to keep it to something that you want to share on the podcast. Um, it's not like a personal voicemail, like, for us. Um, just, yeah. yeah, to share with the listeners. Yeah, you yeah. know, like, just be cool, too. Yeah. You know, like, just keep it, you know, f- like, friendly but profesh. Like, do, do, like say stuff that you would friendly. say to our faces, maybe. Or, like, say, say the, it's, or, it's 
Think Which you'll be comfortable like receiving. Podcast. <laughs> oh, that's a really good rule of thumb. Yeah, like yeah. Don't leave a but, voicemail. But more like like hey, imagine that these voicemails are like we're having a teen creeps meetup. Yes, and you want to share the story with everybody, and you've got the mic. Yes, that's what it's like. Right, and it's also we don't have to say more than that. Yeah, just yeah. just be 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 cool. Yeah. Cool. We love you all. We thank do you love for you calling. all. And thank you so much for calling. Uh, and uh, we do love these stories very, yeah, very much. Yeah, they're very funny. Um, and endearing and sweet. Honestly, you them. guys are a chill fucking community. And I really, like, I'm proud. Yeah. I'm really, really proud of of, of our sh- yeah. peoples. We really, really appreciate cool. you. We really love you guys. So what are we reading next week, Kelly? Final Exam by A. Bates. Oh, we like A. Bates, don't we? I think we do. She did Mother's Helper. I really liked Mother's Helper. I liked Mother's Helper. Oh, wait. We got in an argument about Mother's Helper. Well, you and Dara didn't love it so much, but I liked it. I liked the book, but I didn't like the main character. But it turns out we read them in different voices. So that changed a lot. Oh, was that? Oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah. (laughs) I read her as, as if she were like being funny and sarcastic. And you guys read her as being like very straightforward and believing all of the things that she was saying, (laughs) which made her insane. Yeah, made her like not fun. Um, So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, If you want to follow our show on uh, social media, we are at Teen Creeps Pod. Um, You can also leave a happy review for our show. Uh, If you leave a review that talks about any kind of farm to table dip of your choice, but Mm -hmm. it has to be pocket dip. Yeah. We will shout you out on the show. The kind of dip that you would keep in a pocket and the kind of dip that you absolutely wouldn't keep in a pocket. They're both appropriate. Yeah. Because we've seen avocado. They're both We've seen jalapeno. (laughs) I approve of both. Um, We will shout you guys out. Uh, And uh, yeah, it really helps our show. And thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon uh, who help us produce this podcast. Yes. That's so grateful. We're so grateful. Yeah. If you want to get on board. Patreon.com slash Teen Creeps. And we have extra content for you guys, like minisodes every week, which currently consist of reading in installments the horrible book I wrote in junior high. Guys, That's as much as needs to be said about that. Shit is popping off we right also now. Review it's popping a off right now. A month <laughs> listener chosen that's from uh, outside of the usual Teen Creeps genre. And that's everything i will tell you guys lindsay threatened to end the minisodes because of something we read so just it's popping off i'm loving it i won't say i'll just say say it goes hand in hand with sometimes you think (laughs) in junior high that something's appropriate and then you learn and grow as a person and you stop using that word yeah also i will say a lot of the book has continued to be a lot of characters telling each other things that happened that we experienced that we've already done i love it or they just keep doing the same thing they do the same things and there's a lot of people saying hi here's the thing is it's it's very clear Mm -hmm. that i was reading these books at the time yes yes but i it's it's really i despite the fact that like we joke about it whatever i am invested in the story (laughs) i don't know how I don't know how you could possibly be invested. It's the, a terrible story. The it's, environment, there is no story. The environment when when we're when we're recording these are usually when Lindsay reads, I lay down on the couch and do not look at her. Mm-hmm. When I read, which I appreciate, Lindsay like somehow becomes stiller than the like so like a little statue so still, and I can just like feel this like energy 
coming. It's so <laughs> perfect. <laughs> she just sits so still. So <laughs> I'm just trying to make myself smaller <laughs> and smaller. Um, so check that out. Uh, we, you also, if you're an $8 person, you get a photo of me in white girl okay. cornrows as a junior <laughs> high person. A very embarrassing moment of my life. Um, oh, and book uh, plot summaries. Plot summaries. Like, so oh. sometimes we don't like go super in depth on the episodes like today we did. So I don't really need to write a mm-hmm. plot summary for this one. But if we don't, I go into like step by step what happens in and the book. And it books. really helps for the books where it's like this was a very simple plot. Like yeah. when there's like a lot going on, it's helpful. And Lindsay puts a lot of work in those and they're really funny. Um, Thank you. Well, so that's that if you want to donate on Patreon. So that's all the biz we need to cover, I think. Yeah, it's our biz. That's our um, biz. We will uh, talk about final exam with you guys next week. And in the meantime, keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Dog. Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. Hey guys, as you know, this episode was brought to you by BetterHelp.com. Are you tired of writing in your diary that's actually a ghost that's talking to you through the mirror and wants to steal your body? Well, now you can talk to real professionals. BetterHelp.com helps you figure out how to get you to your happiness. How to talk to someone, even if you're uncertain or unsure of where to start. BetterHelp.com online counseling is there for you. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with licensed professional counselors, caring professionals specializing in the issues that you want to talk about. Depression, stress and anxiety, trauma, grief, self-esteem, ghost diary, people that want to steal your body. Connect with your counselor in a safe and private environment. Get help at your own time and at your own pace. Schedule secure video and phone sessions or text your therapist, all included worldwide, and you can start communicating in under 24 hours. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. And for Teen Creeps listeners, you can get 10% off your first month with discount code TEENCREEPS. If you've been wanting to talk to someone other than a ghost that lives in your diary and also your mirror, go to betterhelp.com teencreeps. Simply fill out the questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love, one that you can always change. That's betterhelp.com slash teencreeps. Promo code teencreeps.